Disclaimer, this podcast is just our opinions and facts gathered on the internet, and we do not wish to offend or cause any harm. Quick apologies for mistakes we make in this podcast, whether it's saying the wrong thing, getting our facts wrong, or our bad pronunciations of names, cities, etc. We also do not have the correct equipment yet, and we are calling over FaceTime overseas. Therefore, excuse our sound quality, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome. This is Alex Haler. And this is Cara Moore, and you're listening to Alex and Cara's Gen Z Convo. Today, we will be discussing two Greek mythologies. Uh, stories after we give you a five-minute news, five-minute rundown of the past week's world news. Take it away, Alex. Thank you, Cara. Um, so first, adults who are terminally ill or have a permanent disabling illness can choose to have an assisted death in Austria starting on Saturday. The practice will be strictly regulated, of course, with each case being evaluated by two doctors, one of whom must be a specialist in palliative medicine. The government also sets aside funding to enhance palliative care, according to officials, to ensure that no one chooses to die while the other options are still available. Uh, Next, a stampede at a Hindu shrine in India on New Year's Day killed at least 12 people and injured several others. In South Africa, Archbishop Desmond Tutu and anti-apartheid activist was laid to rest at the Anglican Church in Cape Town. Tutu, a Nobel Nobel Peace Prize recipient who helped dismantle South Africa's racist rule, died last last Sunday at the age of 90. In France, a new rule prohibiting the use of plastic packaging on most fruits and vegetables takes effect on January 1st. Cucumbers, lemons, and oranges are among the 30 fruits and vegetables that are not allowed to be wrapped in plastic. Yay! That's a really happy We are getting... Oh, that's great. That's that's great. That's great news. I I feel like that should be implemented everywhere now. I know. Like, I really like that, how people are actually starting to take actions now to climate change, and it's getting so much better. Yeah, remember, every little thing that you do will help. It doesn't have to be anything major. It really does help. Betty White, actress and Golden Girl star, died at the age of 90 on Friday. 99 on Friday. Um, Following considerable criticism, a truck driver who was facing a 110-year prison sentence for a fatal crash had his sentence cut to 10 years. In 2019, Rogel Aguilera Aguilera Medeiros story collided with oncoming traffic in Colorado, killing four people. When the fatal collision occurred in April of 2019, he was delivering timber in the Rocky Mountain foothills. The lorry carried downhill into stopped traffic, catching fire and causing a severe traffic jam in Lakewood. As he lost control of the truck, Aguilera Medeiros, a Cuban immigrant, informed officials that his brakes had failed and that he had tried his best to avoid other vehicles. Wait, does that mean his charges were manslaughter? No. Because that's accidental, right? Yeah, it was an accident. So I think he just got a minimum sentence for many of the charges that he faced, and that's how he got a really lengthy uh, 110-year sentence. But now it's 10 years, so. 
So manslaughter, right? I have no idea. What because manslaughter is a thing. Manslaughter is a thing where you accidentally mm. kill or hurt, kill someone. First degree murder is when you do it purposely. Yeah, I think so. Right? Wait, manslaughter. I could be completely wrong. Oh yeah, manslaughter. Okay, yeah. Um, it's there's like involuntary, involuntary manslaughter. So involuntary, where you're like. You did it accidentally, and you didn't want to do it, and it was like a forced thing. Uh, whilst a voluntary one is more like bar fights and whatnot. Oh, I see. You. Right, I think it's causing the death of another person in a manner less culpable than murder. So. Oh, okay. Oh, it's like when okay. a driver under influence of alcohol may hit and kill a pedestrian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the example that I was thinking of as well. But, but he wasn't. I don't know if it was on purpose because his brakes apparently had failed. So I have no idea. The law is so complicated. Yeah. After snowfall helped put out the remaining fires of a raging wildfire in Boulder County, Colorado, thousands of homes were destroyed as the fire rushed through six thousand acres in a matter of hours. Some citizens in the Chinese city of Xi'an who are under lockdown say they don't have enough food despite officials' assurances. Last week, authorities advised more than 13 million people to stay at home as they battled a COVID outbreak. However, in comparison to early global lockdowns, locals are unable to leave their homes, even for critical purposes such as purchasing food. The government is distributing supplies, but many people on social media are complaining that they do not have yet received they have not yet received them and are in desperate need jelaine maxwell was found guilty of recruiting and trafficking young girls to be sexually assaulted by jeffrey epstein yes let's go (laughs) okay jeffrey epstein a late american businessman the six-year-old was convicted on five of the six charges she was facing including the most serious felony of sex trafficking a kid a uh, 12-person jury in New York arrived at the verdict after five days of deliberation. It means that the British socialite could be in prison for the rest of her life. The court has not yet set a date for Maxwell's sentencing. I'm oh, so wow. Happy. That is incredible news. I can only, I can't even imagine the joy and the relief that all those girls must be feeling right now. Mm, everyone's so happy. I'm so glad. She pleaded not guilty, though, which is like, how did she even think she was going to get away with that? I, it really shows how much, how cold she is and how she doesn't have any remorse because she doesn't. She yeah, just, or she only has remorse for, like, herself. The jury. Yeah. Feels bad well, for that's, Yeah. I'm sure it's such a relief for all those girls right now. I hope she spends the rest of her days in prison. I don't know. Protesters set fire to Australia's historic parliament building in Canberra on Thursday during a march for Aboriginal um, autonomy, police said. The fire, which burned the old parliament houses, house's front doors before putting out, caused no injuries, thankfully. 
At least six people were killed in a suicide bomb attack on a packed restaurant in the eastern city of Beni, according to officials in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Uh, It was on Christmas Day, a total of 13 people were hurt. The bomber was prevented from entering the building by police, but he blew himself up near the entrance, killing himself and five others. Next, save the children. Oh, sorry. Seven. No, sorry. I was just going to say my condolences. Yeah. We're, we're very sorry for your losses. Um, Save the Children reports that two of its employees are missing in Myanmar after more than 30 bodies were discovered following an incident blamed on the military. According to the charity, troops in eastern Kaya state dragged individuals out of their automobiles, arrested some, killed others, and burned their bodies. And finally, a mother says this is a really tragic story. I mean, the rest of the stories are tragic, but this really shows, highlights the problems that the police are, like, the issues surrounding police in America and things they really need to fix. A mother says that her 14-year-old daughter died in her arms after being shot by a stray police bullet in a Los Angeles clothing store last week. Valentina Orelena Peralta was in the store with her mother, who had recently moved to the United States from Chile. When an, office, when an officer opened shots on a suspect who was assaulting a woman, the bullet struck her after piercing a wall. Soledad Peralta sobbed as she detailed pleading with officials to assist in treatment of her injured daughter, saying they, just, they had just, quote, just left her laying there. Just left her laying there? They didn't do anything. That's their sore job is to protect civilians and pedestrians, and they just left her laying there. And it's so upsetting That's that she died too from her injuries. And then this what did the think- what did the police officers get? What did the guy that shot the the bullet get? I Nothing. Don't think, I don't think he has gotten anything yet. But I really hope he does, or I think so. I think it's a he, but I I'm not sure. I don't I don't yeah. know. I don't know, but it's really terrifying. Because I think she was in like the changing rooms in the clothing stores, where try on rooms, and she yeah. was shot. So, yeah, it's absolutely devastating. Yeah, yeah, that's it for the that's, five that's tragic. And that's it for the five minute news and we're moving on to the topic. So fall asleep. Yeah. Did you just say you're gonna fall asleep? <laughs> no, I won't, but like I might. No, I won't. Okay. We're gonna have we're gonna have like a mini bedtime story thing yeah. for our topic. Okay. So who knows? Who knows? And yeah. You want to take it over, Kara? Yeah. So for the topic uh, this week, purposely I was totally going to do like a whole history of Greek mythology and like, you know, how all of them like are interconnected together. But then I didn't actually find as many things, and usually most of them were like really, really long. So yeah, you can't really I settled up the whole Greek mythology thing because it's huge. So no, yeah, and then I realized my mistake because I actually have a book of Greek mythology 
And I also realized that it is also super long and it's super complicated. Also, there are so many different versions of each story. Um, and it was just going to be like pretty much close to impossible to um, do it all. Mm-hmm. So I settled for just telling two of my not fam- favorite, almost two of my, let's just go with favorite, two of my favorite Greek mythology stories. Um, Icarus and Daedalus and Hades and Persephone. Uh, those are the two stories that we're just going to cover today. And hopefully it's going to be like a nice and relaxing. We're going to talk about them. I won't talk you know? at all. I, I don't have... I'll just talk after the story so you guys can sleep if you want to. Turn it off. <laughs> can you imagine me saying that it's going to be such a relaxing episode and then I stumble over, over like every single sentence? That's what I did for the last topic, so it doesn't really matter. But... Okay, so let's just go, let's just start off with the first one. Um, Icarus and his son Daedalus. So. <clears throat> Icarus, the son of Daedalus, defined both man and nature in, le- in a legendary ancient Greece, soaring over Crete on wax and feathered wings. Ignoring his father's concern, he continued to climb higher and higher. He appeared to be a de- uh, deity on onlookers on the ground, and he felt like as well as he glanced down from above. However, in legendary ancient Greece, the border separating God and man was absolute, and humans who sought to cross it faced harsh punishment. Icarus and Daedalus were in this situation. Years before Icarus was born, his father Daedalus was renowned in Athens as a brilliant inventor, artisan, and sculptor. He was one who created the carpentry and all of the tools that with it. He was the first to create a bathhouse and a dance floor. Hercules mistaken his sculptures for real persons because they were so realistic. Daedalus was selfish and envious. Despite his talent and fame, Daedalus assassinated his nephew because he feared he was better skilled artisan. Daedalus was exiled from Athens and made his way to Crete as a result of his punishment. Daedalus was created with warm was greeted with warm arms by King Minos of Crete, despite his renowned reputation. Daedalus continued to push the boundaries while serving as the palace's technological advisor. He created a mechanically animated toy that appeared to be alive for the king's children. He devised the snail and the mast for ships, allowing people to control the wind. Each with new creature, Daedalus pushed the boundaries of human limits and had previously separated humans from gods until he ultimately broke through. The god Poseidon had cursed King Minos' wife, Pasipha, uh, to fall in love with the king's favorite bull. She requested Daedalus to assist her in seducing it while under the spell. He agreed with the trademark bravado. Daedalus created a lifelike hollow wooden cow that deceived the bull. Pasipha conceived and gave birth to the half-human, half-bull Minotaur while hiding within Daedalus's invention. This infuriated the monarch, who blamed Daedalus for allowing such a heinous violation of natural law. Daedalus was sentenced to build an impenetrable labyrinth beneath the palace for the Minotaur as a punishment. When it was completed, Minos imprisoned Daedalus and his only son Icarus to the top of the island's tallest tower, where they would remain for the remainder of their lives. Daedalus, on the other hand, was a brilliant inventor. The possibilities to escape became evident while studying the birds that circled his jail. Only pairs of enormous wings out of 
Icarus that he, as he fastened his wings to him, flying close, too close to the ocean, might dampen the wings and make them too heavy to use. Flying too close to the sun would cause the wax to melt and the wings to collapse. In any event, they would undoubtedly perish. As a result, staying in the middle would be crucial to their escape. Both guys plunged from the tower after receiving explicit orders. They were the first mortals to go to the skies. While Daedalus kept a close eyes on the halfway point, Icarus was overcome with the thrill of flight and senses of heavenly that might came with it. Daedalus could only stare in despair as Icarus rose higher and higher. Unable to present his son's doom, Icarus fell from the sky as the wax on his wings melted due to the sun's heat. Icarus was swept away by his own arrogance, just as Daedalus has been many times neglected the repercussions of violating the natural laws of mortal men in the service of his ego. Finally, both men paid a high price for their deviations from the road of modern nation. Icarus with his life and Daedalus with his regret. That was a brilliant story, Clara. Thank you so much for telling that. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't my story, but, it, <laughs> but yeah. No, I liked how you told it. It was very nice. Thank you. I had something stuck in my throat the whole time. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Thank you. That one is actually probably one of the most famous ones. Because it does have, it but has like, like a moral of the story, you know? Yeah. Never be. What is the moral of the story? Try not to be God. Well, I guess like, don't, I mean, you just have to hold your ego down sometimes. It's not good yeah. to have a massive ego because then you like kill your nephew and then you kind of. Yeah, and mating with a bull isn't yeah, and the best idea in the world. Contribute to your son's death. Yeah. Yeah. That was not good, but yeah. Just be a good person. Yeah, also I realized at the beginning I said it wrong. It's Icarus, the son of Dedalu, not um, Icarus and his son. Dedalu. Icarus is the son. Dedalu is the father. That was a brilliant story. Sorry. Thank you. All right. So our second story is uh, one that I actually haven't read in full, but I've read so many other books that were based on this, which is Hades and Persephone. Um, this one's a little longer, so uh, bear with me. So, Zeus, the king of gods, had an affair with Dementor, the goddess of harvest, upon a time, once upon a time. So, they gave birth to Persephone, a lovely goddess who was adored by everyone for her playful, benevolent. Uh, Dementor uh, was very protective of her daughter, keeping her ignorant of the ways of the world and dressed her as a child even as she grew up. Uh, she intended to retain her virginity and innocence for the rest of her life, constantly at her mother's tides. side. Hades, the god of the underworld, happened to look at the world above one day and noticed Persephone in her field with the groups of nymphs. The underworld was now a gloomy, lonely place, and because it was Hades' task to judge the souls of all the dead, there was so much work to be done that he seldom saw his family above. 
The other gods feared him, and mortals were afraid to even mention his name. Hades was a righteous deity, but as he carried out his responsibilities throughout the eons, he became lonely and frigid, but he was impressed by Persephone's beauty and her love uh, for the nymphs as he viewed her. He eventually returned to observe her every so often, his cold art softening with each visit. Finally, he had the courage to travel to Olympus and petition Zeus for Persephone's hand in marriage. This delighted Zeus, since Hades was the wealthiest and most stable of all the gods, not to mention the most powerful. He provided his permission to the marriage to take place. Hades, however, knew um, Demeter uh, would never approve of the union, so he abducted Persephone. Because, you know, that's the most logical thing. Yeah, just kidnap um, someone. <laughs> you can't get the mother's um, permission, just kidnap her daughter. Mm. When Persephone was alone in her fields one day, the ground burst apart, revealing a massive chariot drawn by black horses. Hades went over to the edge and picked Persephone up, plunging back into the ground before the girl could even scream. The uh, men here. Dementir? Demeter. Demeter. Demeter? Demeter. Where's where'd you get the N from? Demeter? Yeah. Dem oh, is it not Demeter? Demeter. what did I say? Dementor? Dementor. Like a Dementor from Harry Potter. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. Demeter. Demeter? I think so, but it's better than Dementor because there's no N in the name. Okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> Demeter instantly realized her daughter had vanished and looked desperately for assistance. Demeter became en enraged when she discovered a farmer who had watched everything, and she vowed that the, that the land would never yield another stock of wheat until Persephone was restored. Persephone was inconsolable in the underworld. Hades treated her well and lavished her with gifts, yet she yearned for her mother and the world above. Hades was unhappy, but he also had patience. He placed Persephone's throne directly next to his, and unlike the other gods, gave her equal power. He didn't treat her like a property, but as someone who may become a friend in the future. When Persephone advised that a separate world would be created for the finest mortal souls, Hades obliged. It was known as Elysium, or the heaven of the underworld. Persephone was torn between the two worlds. Hades was the only person who had ever treated her like an adult, and she mourned her mother. She was starting to develop feelings for him. <clears throat> Stockholm Syndrome! Persephone entered the garden of the underworld one morning and was served a pomegranate by the gardener. Persephone has previously refused to eat anything provided by her, uh, by provided to her, because she knew that if she ate any fruit from the underworld, she would be permanently chained to it. But Persephone was so hungry that morning that she grabbed the pomegranate and ate six of the seeds. Then, out of nowhere, Hermes, the god, the gods' messengers, stood in front of her. He told her that. Demeter had frozen the land and that no crops could grow as a result. Mortals were dying in droves and Persephone's homecoming was the only thing that could stop her. Persephone unwillingly agreed to be taken to Olympus by Hermes where Zeus and Dem Demeter were fighting. After all, Zeus has put his daughter to Hades without her consent. Persephone tried to 
persuade Demeter that she was okay and that Hades had been fair to her, but Demeter insisted that she to return home or else she would starve every human on earth. As Hades em emerged from the shadows, the throne room darkened and the gods turned. He was carrying a pomegranate that had been partially consumed in his hand. Persephone has eaten the fruit of the underworld, Hades said coolly. She must return and rule it with me. While Demeter re re resumed her tantrum, Zeus considered Persephone quietly. How many seeds did you eat, daughter? he asked. Persephone told him six. Zeus stood up from his throne and assembly quieted. Since Persephone has eaten six seeds of the pomegranate, I rule that she will spend six months of each year in the underworld with her husband and six months tending to her mortal friend, fields with her mother. This arrangement did not sit well with Demeter or Hades, but Zeus has forced it upon them. Every year, Persephone returned to the fields with Demeter to repair them, and when the time came, Hades would appear and accompany her to the underworld reign. Demeter cried each time she went, and all vegetation died as a result. The soil warmed and grew productive again each time Persephone returned. The Greeks described the Earth's seasons in this way, as well as how a goddess of life fell in love with the underworld king. That was lovely. That was so nice. That's a lovely story. Actually, you know what? It actually might not be Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of. It is. It is. Well, it's like a nice story, but it's also very interesting. But then she, but she barely spends time with um, Hades, is so right? Incest. So not technically. Everything is an incest. Zeus is Demeter's sister, so it's like brother, brother. Oh, sorry, Zeus is Demeter's brother. So that's like incest. Is she really though? Yeah, and then Hades no. is also Zeus's brother. Hades is Zeus's brother? Yeah. So it's like, oh, yeah, you know, no, I knew that. I knew that, but I didn't know Demeter and Zeus were siblings. So his daughter is also his niece? Well, no. Hades. Oh, yeah. Oh, Hades, Hades and Persephone and niece situation. Yeah, it's so gross. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about that. That is gross, but it's it's a lovely story if they had... um. Less family uh, interactions. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, say that again? Oh, if they had... Wait, wait, say that again. I didn't hear what you just said. If they had less family interactions, they would have been better. <laughs> oh, my God. It's it was like a family reunion gone horribly wrong. It's horrible. <laughs> and Stockholm hit syndrome mm. as well. But it's a lovely way to tell the story of seasons. I cannot lie. But yeah, if they weren't, I feel like if they weren't related, then it would have been a very nice enemies to lovers story. Well, except for the Stockholm syndrome, but that's another thing. I don't know that Stockholm syndrome though. I mean, yes, it was like kidnapping, but like, <laughs> let's be honest, Zeus, Zeus has done so much worse. Like. Like, Zeus has once turned into a swan and sexually assaulted a woman who then gave birth to his twins. So, like, this is, like, mediocre compared to what Zeus has done. Yeah, and also, what was it again? There was, like, a story where he became a beam of flight. 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, Zeus is literally the definition of abusive power. Yeah. Definitely, I agree. Like, so if you're a compliment and you're like, oh, you're such a Zeus. I don't know if that should be a compliment. But, like, yeah. oh, my God, what if someone's name is literally Zeus? And I mean, this is a beautiful name. It's just it's the just... backstory of the actual god has been great. Like, I feel like Demeter is probably a better name. Or, like, Persephone. Athena. I love Athena. Athena. Incredible. Some of the, oh, so, by the way, if you're super into um, Greek mythology and you would like to read some books, I'm sure you've already read these, but like um, Circe and the Son of Achilles are incredible books that I would recommend. I actually gave you my copy of Circe. I never finished it, but you finished it and you thought it was incredible. So it was incredible. I recommend that. I haven't read uh, Song of Achilles, though. I'm about to. I have it in my shelf. It's just, I haven't read it yet. I haven't had the time. And that's it. I think that's it for today's topic. And we're moving on to the fun end now. Presented by me, of course. And I bet it's going to be funnier than what you do. Puns. Okay. So this week. Okay, I don't know if this is not funny. But I just like a certain bit of it. So... After testing positive for COVID-19 mid-flight, a U.S. school teacher claims she spent five hours in voluntary self-isolation in the plane's lab toilet, basically. Um, Marisa Fatio claims she had a sore throat while flying from Chicago to Reykjavik, Iceland, on December 20th. Miss Fatio claims she used a kit she took with her to run a quick test, which revealed she was infected, and she stayed in the restroom for the duration of the journey, and a flight attendant brought her food and drinks. And I love that! That is, that is, okay, that, that's, that's a great story. That is, like, it's a sweet one, because she great. did it voluntarily. What if someone needed to use the bathroom, though? They are other, what would they do? They had other bathrooms. <laughs> No, they only had, like, two on a plane, unless there was, like, first class, and then, like, some people got to use the first class one. I'm sure everyone is, like, yeah. There's, like, four. There's four? Yeah. One of okay, I, I clearly haven't been in a plane in too long. I thought there were only two. But, like, it's kind of sweet because she did it voluntarily, and she actually asked to be in the bathroom because she didn't want to get anyone infected, and that was, like, her main concern, which was great. Yeah. That's that's fantastic, but also like I wouldn't mind being in the bathroom the whole time because then you would be alone. But like you wouldn't have like a seat hogger. It's a small bathroom on planes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it's small. I guess. Okay. It's not, it's not great, but no it's great that she voluntarily did that. Yeah, you won't. You won't have that's any a, entertainment. That's a sweet story. Just on the toilet. But it's really sweet. So that's it. And yeah, okay, this uh, this topic was a little lackluster. I'm not on this topic, sorry, this episode is a little lackluster, but I think the five-minute news was great. There was many sad stories, but also many good ones, probably just only two, though. Yeah, but no, I really love today's topic, and I think we should do more stories like this, because it is very relaxing, and I think we all do need that in such a, such a hectic time, with all the weather going wrong and in COVID. Yeah. Hopefully COVID starts to 
cool down a little bit. And the temperature, too. <laughs> That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Always yours, Alex and Cara. See you next week. Bye.